all, you're listening to Slurmcast, a podcast for no reason. Today we'll be discussing Season 6, Episode 8, That Darn Cats. My name is Michelle Burlingame. With me are Tommy Roulette. How's it going? Pete Woodward. That's me. Our guest today is world-traveling content generator Martin Schneider. Hi there. Welcome Hi. back. Thank you. We, uh, we were trying to do the math before you came on. It has been... It's been a while. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I guess you would be... You're probably in like the Season 2 episodes, so we're on yep. Season 7 now. Uh, and just so I've, I, I've been getting weird looks from all of you, I think. At least I feel very self-conscious about it. I'm not more dastardly now. I fell asleep <laughs> in a lawn chair Saturday night, and I woke up with a bunch of weird bug bites. Um, I don't know how I fell asleep. I mean, <laughs> I know the events that led up to me falling asleep in the lawn chair, and it, it all kind of makes sense, but I don't know how my phone wound up in the fire pit. Ooh. Um, it was, the fire pit was covered and it was on top of it. But when I did come to my senses and go, like, where's my phone? I'm like, how did it get on the fire? Fortunately, very short thermal override and then everything was great. But uh, it's the kind of adventures you'll get up to when the world is on fire. So anyway, welcome back, Martin. Thank you. <laughs> um, this, was, uh, this was a weird episode. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I don't mean to it's, jump right into it, but there's a lot going on. I mean, do you have any noteworthy events from the last week to cover before we go for whole hog? No. I finished <laughs> Disenchantment, so. I've watched it a second time. Yeah, I'm I haven't yet. Through, but. <laughs> I pr- if I hadn't have fallen asleep in that lawn chair, I might have finished watching it, but I'd probably have to watch it again if I was in the same condition. But I'm enjoying it. Um, I still think we getting, need to recap. Yeah, it's getting some some mixed reviews. It's either people really like it or people are like, nope. I, you so, know, yeah. I'm in the middle. Like it's, we'll it, talk it's about good. it. We, we, yeah. we yeah. should save that for for something, something else. Okay. Yeah. Fair I'll enough. just say I like it. Yeah, that's. I I think that I can I can fall down on that. Side I heard it ends strong. Like the end of the season yeah. is better. Yes. It noted curmudgeon and uh, you know. Or maybe I'm mixing this up. We've been trying to get Ron Crutch on the show forever. I did read what he was saying about it on Facebook. And I can't remember if he was like, this is garbage, or he said, no, 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 stick around. No, no, he was more in that that camp. He was saying, I'm trying to delude myself into sticking with it. And then another friend of mine who's more of a Futurama fan was telling me he stuck with it and really likes it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he he also thinks it's more of like a serial thing. Like It's it's more like Mm -hmm. plotted. I've not watched it. It is. Okay. So it's like, wait for season two, wait for season three. Stuff's gonna kick in, that kind of thing. But. I, I, all right. Well, we will we'll revisit. I mean, we'll bring you back in for some <laughs> of that too. Sure. We only have about thirty more episodes to go, and then we're fucked. So there's that. Thirty. A lot more right? than that. Is it? Yeah. I keep saying this is like one twenty. We only have like a hundred episodes left. Now. Like we have like one hundred and fifty episodes left. Is it one hundred and fifty or one hundred and twenty? Uh, hundred and like forty something. Yeah, it's one hundred and forty-seven. Okay. I think. I keep thinking it's one twenty. So that's it's just. Yeah. I've got a bad number stuck in my head, and I'm doing the math from ninety. So, good. The last time I counted, we had fifty-nine episodes left, and that was only like three or four episodes. You ago. might get in a third <laughs> time, Martin. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm uh, probably the least informed of all your Futurama guests because I don't really watch this. Oh, show. doubtful. Yeah. That's, we. <laughs> we we could, I mean, we could set that bracket up, and I think you'd come out at least maybe final four. But, but you're not the champ. Okay. Um, the cash for bones. Yeah. I mean, I loved it. I do. Why? Don't care. Short, why? short episode. So this That's is why. Where my, this is where my not knowing anything about the show is helpful because I can say 
Is that a common thing that happens in Not the at show? All. Like, what was no. going on there? <laughs> I think it's happened like three times in the run of the series where it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, shit, we need 30 seconds. <laughs> and they, But it was, I liked it. Or like during the movies, they had them yeah, added to like the episode. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. for the, like the generals, whatever the fucking powder. What year did oh. this episode come out? 2010 10 still? 10. 10. So there was, a, there was a viral thing right around then. Yeah. Which was called the B-roll commercial. Have you ever? Has anybody seen this? I don't know. Because the way that the vo- the voiceover on that Cash for Bones thing reminded me a lot of that. If you haven't like Google B-roll commercial YouTube, it'll have more than a million hits. Okay. It's hilarious. It's very funny. Is uh, it's like a put on or was it a real commercial? It's a put on. Okay, so it's like it, a, it's kind of like Jones Barbecue and Foot Massage, kind of like that. that. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh yeah, you gotta look up Jones Barbecue and Foot Massage. <laughs> Let's just stop and go watch YouTube videos because <laughs> I know it's gonna happen. Then we'll get into watching Sparks videos and I'll just hold you hostage for the rest, oh, the rest of the night. Um, also, first time in several episodes, Jumbotron cartoon. Yes. Last time for forever. This is for what? Uh, at the beginning, when the ship crashes, in, there's a cartoon ah, starting okay. in season seven or so with the Comedy Central episodes. Uh, that stopped. It just they cut the, the credit sequence down. I did a little um, research online, and it said something to the effect that this is one of the rare later episodes that has the full intro. Yes, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, so. I mean, it must have just been a short yeah. story because yeah. yeah. it was only supposed to be 22 minutes anyway, and it, it really clipped by. I mean, having seen it, I can't disagree. I mean, that's okay. I mean, you've got if you've got a busy quality lifestyle. too. Like, like they were, it, like, it wasn't we're overly complicated. For it was, things yeah. to do, you know, it's like a little bit thin. I, well, so it was like a weird cat playing with toys or something. Like just, it, you know, it going, was called uh, Scotty Finds a Home from 1935. What is Scotty the cat? I I don't know. I don't know. Is they're all just completely devoid of context. <laughs> like even if they have a name, it's just like this doesn't make any sense. It's it's along the same lines as Bold King Cole, and we've heard that one. And yeah, uh, what else? What else is on here that we've seen? Oh, really? Not much. Parrotville Fire Department. <laughs> <laughs> They're all Coco Needles, the boss. It, it's called from a Rainbow Parade, which was a series of twenty-seven animated shorts. That was uh, an early like, gay pride thing. I would we have to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and. and I'm kind of surprised that it hasn't been resurrected. And, like, that sounds like a property, like... Yeah. That's, that's primed for a gritty reboot. <laughs> oh, F- Felix the Cat was involved. Really? Involved in what? Yeah. The Rainbow In parade. the Rainbow Parade. Oh, of course, yeah. With the parrot... Noted, noted, pi- noted, parrots. noted gay icon. <laughs> <laughs> what t- I mean, how many Felix the Cat items do you think John Waters has? I'm, I'm betting yeah, over, under, above 50. Easy. <laughs> I was trying to decide when this started going, though, if uh, I find Katie Seagal doing Baby Talk as Leela or Katie Seagal singing more distasteful. It really was off-putting for me. And, and You hate Baby Talk no matter who's doing it, though. Like, you were really angered by the, the Wove episode. Oh, yeah. That you, you were, like, yeah. just relentless about how much you hated that. I don't... And, and this is true. I mean, I'll, I'll own that, but, like... And and this episode is rife with baby talk, Very especially true. when he gets possessed and everything. But like, I really like Katie Seagal. Big fan all the way back to like, uh, uh, Married, Married with Children, Children uh, on Sons of Anarchy. Sons of she's Anarchy. great. Um, on this, she's going to be on the new great. season of Shameless. I saw that her and someone mm-hmm. else uh, came Courtney on. Courtney Cox. Yep. Weird. Mm-hmm. I have to. I'm a couple seasons back still. But mm. as much as I enjoy her as an actress and a personality. 
I can't stand her bar band singing. It's just, it's I'm not aware not, of this. She really belts it out like Bob Seger. Wait, in an actual bar band or in character? Well, I mean, she's rich enough that she has like a bunch of ringers behind her and she can get like, she's going to sell out this auditorium. And it's it's fine. Great. Great. I do not like it. You just don't like that style of music. I know. She is not good at singing. She is pretty okay. She is. She's not bad at singing. She can sing better than I can. There's a reason she's not famous for being a singer. She can execute well. she enjoys doing it, yeah. Does she sing better or worse than Seth MacFarlane? Well, I mean, he's like an... He's operatically trained. He's is that like, true? yeah, he and his sister both oh. have like took opera voice is lessons. Is she better or worse than Bruce Willis at singing? I've never heard Bruce Willis. Sing. I think I would put Katie Seagal better than Bruce Willis at singing. But it's still it what it is is it's it's she kind of lives in this sort of gritty bluesy pocket, but it's all very polished and emoting. And so it's like it's like overly enunciated and they also played her music on Sons of Anarchy too. It was over, not good. Uh, it it matched the the tone of the scene that it was over. Yes, Opie getting it was, murdered. It was <laughs> like for that shit. Like they they recorded her singing for the show. Yeah, well, she's married to the guy. I mean, I don't oh, think God. they and I'm totally Kurt Sutter, that's yeah. his name. Yeah. I mean, oh, I, I, and I know I'm she's, not She's married to Kurt Sutter in real yes. life. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. And again, I love Katie Seagal. I just like that one aspect of her, sure. her, her, oeuvre. I'll just leave it at that. I don't. I don't, I don't mean to continue. Her acting on career her. has no down phase. Like she's always no. been good. Like she, yeah, you know yeah. So on the baby talk. So explain this black uh, Orson Welles-ish cat to me. Who is oh what is Nibbler? Nibbler? What is his name? Oh wow, Nibbler. Nibbler. Yeah. Oh Nibbler. He's a Nibblonian. He's a an alien that's like super intelligent. He's and, basically uh, like an eternal, all-powerful being. He's older than the universe. Yeah, he's, by like he's, 17 minutes. He's the reason Fry, like, he actually pushed Fry into the cryo chamber. It's, oh, it's a whole uh, thing. Okay. He's the deus ex very, machina yes, of the he's, entire he's series. He's very heavily... Uh, and his his, uh, his droppings are extraordinarily dense. It's dark they matter. They are dark right? matter. <laughs> but what I was wondering and is... some corn. <laughs> so I thought that... The, did. Did the ship get retrofitted so it does not run on dark matter anymore? I can't remember if that was a storyline or not. Yeah, Bender's game. It uh, they rendered all dark matter. Okay, that uh, right. Okay, so now it's just so now it's, now just, it's just crap. Nothing. Yes. Okay. So I, I just couldn't remember. There's been too mm-hmm. much stuff going in. So <laughs> it, it it was a long ongoing reveal. Like he was just discovered on an early mission, and then was her pet, and then like 40 episodes in, all of a sudden he's like got a secret life. And it, it's fine. That's great. I love they that. kind of like, they play fast and loose with him being like, beep, 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 beep. and the, what are you doing? You know? So he reminded me of uh, the character from Family Guy, the baby. Stewie? Right? Stewie, yeah. I mean, Stewie, like, he's got this kind of, and also, uh, uh, Pinky and the Brain is the other one that came to mind. Well, I think they're all, well, no, Stewie, Stewie's Seth MacFarlane, but Pinky and the Brain, I think Maurice LaMarche, mm-hmm. who not, does Nibbler's voice, no is oh, the same voice actor. Is that actor. right? That yeah. makes a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, there's there's archetypes. It's more it's Absolutely. Marvin the Martian. It's a great basically. Guy. You know, and he's, he's like this tiny little, you know, quote unquote harmless creature, but couldn't can, you know, can do anything. He's he just wants. trying to yeah. save the universe. He's a little tired of being carried around in the purse though. <laughs> um I just yeah, so it it was like 
it took a little bit for uh, I think this to is it, this right? is what that one uh our one of our reviewers kept saying it's frank welker pete it's Frank Welker. Frank Welker is Nibbler. That's what they were talking is, about. It is not Maurice LaMarche. Is, is, oh. is it Frank Welker doing the animal noises and Maurice LaMarche doing the voice voice? I don't think so. I think he does both. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he does. They could have been clearer in their review. but now Thanks, reviewer. We now yeah. know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Look, it's I'm giving them all credit. It's fine. <laughs> I thought he was just saying that I was saying Frank Welker's name wrong. I'm like, no, it's Frank Welker. Right. Um, who was now that I think about it, no, you're right, because he does Freddy on Scooby Doo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's all the same guy. So never mind. <laughs> Everything I said about Maurice LaMarche is a bunch of characters on this show, yeah, but, he is. but not, not Nibbler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um Okay, so I, I wasn't sure why they weren't saving the dark matter, but then I think like you'd you would have think that Amy would have figured out she'd been in grad school an extra six years. Um, yeah, it's kind just, of a tough reveal, right? Like, yeah. Farnsworth's and, kind of a dick. Well, like, he's totally a dick. He's also <laughs> senile and demented, so it's sure. like he could have forgotten at various points. But for him to be like, yeah, just go relax. Like, that's, that's going to go bad right from the moment. He's like, go out and do what your kids do to relax. Wear a T-shirt. Yeah. Drive around in your jalopy. <laughs> um, then they go to the hip joint. They go to the hip joint, which the I don't think we've joint. seen since, like, way back, right? It's been a while. I would say the last time we probably saw it was uh, Bendless Love. Okay. So with uh, Angeline? Yes. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I, I would really like a drink where you press the button and yeah. it fills mm-hmm. itself. That's it would be bad news for everybody. Self-filling martini glass would be awesome. It would be bad news for everybody. Would it, though? Eventually. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you didn't have to get up, yeah. you, I mean, you'd turn into the Wally sort of, what, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I need enabling sometimes. <laughs> like sometimes the walk back to the kitchen. I, I'll even leave the <laughs> wine bottle in there and just still get up to like pour the glass every two minutes. Yeah, yeah. It makes you feel like I'm a little, little bit little responsible. Bit, yeah, a little bit better. <laughs> I just pour my wine glass up to the brim. You know what I? You know what I? Fi- <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna kid anyone. <laughs> Here's a pro tip: when you go to like uh, an event or a conference or something, they hand out water bottles. Those usually hold 750 milliliters of water <laughs> or wine or alcohol. So vodka. You could yeah. You could take you know they give away the free water bottles so you can hydrate during your sessions. You can pour a whole bottle of wine into one of those. A whole mm. bottle of water. A whole bottle. Just nice. carry it Drinking around. Drinking on the job? No, no, no. Recreationally <laughs> after. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just I'm just like, because look, then you're walking around. The hotel and wants to charge you like $17 a glass. No security agent at any baseball stadium will ever stop you. Nope. They'll be like, agua, <laughs> H2O. Hydration is very important. And then your teeth are all stained purple and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't speak or experience anything. Um I, I want to know what the Selleck scale is for Magnum PI ratings. Oh, very satisfying. I'm jumping back and forth. I'm sorry. It, but that was like, she had her whole thesis ready. Like, it seemed like a pretty intense thing. But what were they going to do with that? Was it just theoretical? Her whole like planetary ratchet thing? I believe it was just, yeah. So, they weren't, she, she wasn't going to build it for real. She's just saying, if you did, yeah. this would, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, all right. That makes more sense. 
So we have Professor Speak and Say, right? And yeah. uh, <laughs> Farnworth says he's been living off of that discovery that the cow the says moo for yeah. 50 years. So I have a thesis for you. I don't know the show at all. Do they not know what a cow is? It's possible they... They might just know Buggalo. He cows, was able to deduce what a cow is. Cows have been extinct for a while. They mentioned oh, it in another okay. episode. Because I think that joke kind of... It has layers if you think about, like, they don't even know what a cow is. That is an actual discovery for them. And, and know, even like, just the way that they played that for as dumb a joke as it is, like, when, when she gets denied and it's like they're like, nay, hell nay. Right. Mm -hmm. And then it comes around, there's no way that we would give you, you know. <laughs> uh, dissertation denied. <laughs> um, but that, uh, when they were getting, you know, they're out the night before, Wasted Kiff is like maybe one of my favorite things I've ever seen on this show. <laughs> <laughs> when he's dancing, he's just like dancing his oh, body yeah. like a water willy, like mm -hmm. just yeah, that was a great squeezing. moment. Then they do it on the dance floor. Yeah, yeah which was <laughs> super forward. But then a, I don't like. I'm, how did he turn into a puddle? Well, <laughs> he, well she she steps in him and says, "Kiff, did you yak on the floor?" And, and he goes, "He is like the yak that yeah. is on the floor." You yak exactly. <laughs> yeah. So like, I I don't. Even, I mean, that could have been any number of things, but when his race like gets old and dies, they explode into a thousand insects. Like, <laughs> oh, it's really? a whole. It's a whole. The the people from Amphibious Zion are. And so tell me about Hedonism Bot for a moment. So <laughs> what do you need to know about Hedonism Bot? <laughs> he recurring character. Oh, yes. For one mall? He's just a, he's a Paul Lind type <laughs> who shows up at random moments. Like in, in the last episode, I think. Mm -hmm. it, yeah, it was in yeah. the last episode. He was going to marry a house in the suburbs who so is throwing the most debauched bachelor party ever. Um, and it exploded when a, a nuclear stripper bar oh, had a man. meltdown. He survived, obviously, but you know he's he's completely depraved. So he's just like, can you? He has a, a manservant named Jambi. He's like, can you pour the chocolate on my nipples and sand them with the belt sander? And he's, he's you know, he's just on the like the Roman chaise all the time and right. like but, but it's his grapes. legs. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> he's he's just a he's comic relief. So this does this show like have a lot of intercourse in it? Ever like uh, is more that, so is that, now, right? I mean, mm -hmm. you know, that was sort of noteworthy that this like animated show has got explicit references to doing sex. More so know, since like, they, the Comedy Central episode, right, but it, it was yeah. always there. But it's gotten a little raunchier as right. Basic Cable was wont to do. Makes sense. Um, and if anything, it's almost—I mean—that's ramped up with perhaps the joke pace too. Um, right. There's a tipping point apparently, but we haven't reached it yet. Everything's been pretty consistent so far. I mean, I was mm -hmm. mildly shocked when they, that that development happened. Where I, you know, watching The Simpsons. Oh, this there's never any reference to sex in The Simpsons, right? Like ah, uh, here and there, yeah. seldom. Like really, well, maybe not. Like Margin, Margin, Homer conceiving Bart any number of different uh, ways. Right. Sure. With the, the continual <laughs> retcon, there's, there's hooking sex up, in the hooking Simpsons. up, like one night stands. I don't know. Like it was, it was a little bit like oh. That's kind of interesting. Oh, yeah, because Bender uh, hooked uh, up yeah, with alarm Amy's alarm clock. That's <laughs> right, why Amy was right, late to her right. dissertation. This, thing, this episode is rife with sex. I mean, you should have seen one a few Most episodes ago. Are. It was like, there's like all this side boob and butts and stuff just because it was, <laughs> like Amy's very sex positive and, and she's gotten around a lot on the show with various, you know, characters and beings and uh, clouds okay, of okay, energy okay. and things. So. I like it. I like it. It's, it's, yeah, it's an R-rated show, kind of. Like, yeah, a little bit. I mean, if you want to see, I mean, there's websites that have the R-rated and, <laughs> and beyond stuff, because of course there are. Of but, course. Yeah, but not not out of the Korean animator's hands anyway. Right, right. Um, the, uh, the, uh, 
The dissertation committee, like, so Ethan Bubblegum Tate from the Harlem Globetrotters, yeah. he's a recurring character. Okay. And uh, he's, just, he's always good, but there was Wormstrom, who's the professor's nemesis, mm-hmm. former protege, and uh, Dr. Morris Katz, which, like, there were so many references to 1980s cat yep. commercials in this. Yep. Like, did you catch any of those, or is that, like... No, like you weren't... Meow ima- Mix. You were not imagining the Meow it. Mix, and yeah. even Morris the Cat. Morris mm-hmm. the Cat, 100%. Um, I was actually wondering what the Miamix like. Did the Miamix uh, jingle composer get a, get like royalties? I don't know how that like, works. Did they clear that? Did they have to clear that? Like, I would. I mean, I would think you have to. But isn't it also if it's under thirty seconds, oh, yeah, you get it could fair be, use? It could be fair but, use. Yeah, yeah. But like somebody, some attorney asked that question. Like, is this something we have to clear? You know, like I could, I could ask my dad because he wrote jingles forever. Like, is that, that right? Yeah. So what about what about the can can? Is that a commercial that I don't remember? Or all the cats line up and they celebrate later on and <sighs> they do the can-can for like five seconds. But that was with the Meow Mix jingle, I think that was it? also no, a Meow later. Mix. Oh, was it? Okay, okay. I think it was also a Meow Mix commercial. Ah, okay. They might, I mean, it might have just been an extension of the thing where they do the forward-backward film and they like, ah. you know, the, it's like cats dancing, but it's really just somebody with a jog wheel on the editing bay. Right, right, right. I mean, we were so unsophisticated back then. <laughs> it's true. wasn't wasn't like now where you can just graft to what, someone's what's face. What's the other line with Vittles most tender and feasts most <laughs> fancy, <laughs> right? When he's telling his backstory, the fanciest like, of feasts. <laughs> oh, he's yeah, that guy. Well, and then Morris Katz, the character, and he's been on it before. But uh, and you you may know this guy's name. He was he was a British character actor from The Paper Chase. Oh, like, John Houseman. Yes, if, yeah, if yeah, you're yeah. late one day, you fail. <laughs> you know, like that's where the whole thing. He had came the EF Hutton commercials, yes, seventies, yes, which is we don't we don't make money, we earn it. Or, oh. or was it was it that guy? Yeah, I think so. so. There, are, look, old white. It could have been <laughs> Wilford Brimley for all we know. That like, guy worked, became famous working with Orson Welles in the thirties and forties. Really? Yep. Yep. Look it up. I. That's he was uh, involved with Citizen Kane. Like he was. Doing you know, what? Like was he I Rosebud? I don't think he was. I don't. <laughs> he was not Rosebud. <laughs> I don't think he was acting at that time. I think he became an actor later. But the oh, so well, shit. This is the whole thing. I forgot that this is the Amy had the perpetual motion generator. That's what the planetary ratchet was. So, mm-hmm. uh, trying to do the demonstration, and Doctor Katz is just like, no, I mind everything. <laughs> Right. Like he's he's just well because Amy is allergic to cats and the cat is rubbing up against her while she's trying to talk and <sighs> she's the Earth's inner kachu. That which I which I love. <laughs> that was very funny. I thought. I just. <laughs> I know. get it. I and get it. Kachu, go on. I, the, yeah, the yes. professor. Well, I, the professor Farnsworth had a vested interest in her getting yes. her dissertation. Very I would true. think. Although Wernstrom also says, "Young lady, have you been drinking?" And she says, "Well, yes, but that's not relevant." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, she was, she was explicitly told to by her mentor mm-hmm. to, like, go out and cut loose. I mean, you know, they they probably also, took it a bit too far. he uh, he uh, offers his coat and is wearing a diaper. Farnsworth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, with mm-hmm. suspenders, though. Yeah, yes, suspenders. He likes to be naked. Oh, okay. I mean, that's like a recurring I think thing. that came up in the episode that I was, uh, the first time I was on on the Stormcast. Did, did he do a, he did like he, the Buffalo Bill it was, spread? No, in that one he was, uh, it was revealed that he was having a liaison with mom. In that oh, episode, yeah. Right? So that's I come think back there was some like actually bed play in that one as well, I think. Well, There's uh, plenty of it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Fried has sex with his own grandmother. So 
I mean, there's plenty of sex in Futurama. In the past, I mean, it was a Back to the Future he did sort the, of situation. He did the nasty and the pasty. <laughs> Don't remind him. <laughs> Wouldn't want to do that again. Um, the the uh, I just I was trying to figure out though because it didn't get revealed until after the fact that the cat then follows them back. I'm like, well, what the shit is going on here with this? Mm-hmm. This cat following them back. Something sinister is going to happen. And of course it did because it's a fucking cat. It's a cat. Yeah. <laughs> that one. The other one over there. They're just they're bad. <laughs> they're bad. I had to vacuum this weekend because everything was covered in fucking cat hair. <laughs> I had to empty the Dyson four times. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because it's just every lot of cat hair. And taking the blankets off the chairs. It's like, fuck, I, I, I should just go and get wire reels from construction sites and upholster those because I can't keep anything nice here. <laughs> it have a nice Jeff Foxworthy feel to the room. Like, it'll really tie it together in a, in a redneck comedy way. <laughs> um, actually, like, did you ever in college have wire spool? No. No. Really? Like, Explain. I, like, just, you know, like, industrial wire spool, oh, right. like, wooden... Reels, you'd be like, "Here's a coffee I knew table." Someone who did, but I hated it. I hated the look, so I never did <laughs> so it. So you're just you're opposed to it on aesthetic grounds. Yes, very much so. Mm. What it's what reminding if, it's reminding me of when Harry met Sally when there's the wagon wheel table that they argue about. You remember this? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly like that. I mean, yeah. and you see those sometimes you go out to like kitschy restaurants. So like the uh, the wagon wheel table yeah. is. Like you see it where they put the glass top on it, and it's like, yep. oh, it's you know, it's like J- Joe's Cowboy Barn or something. It feels like yep. something would be at TJ's Country Place, I think. <laughs> but um, I feel like if you put the wire spool tables at like Crate and Barrel or something, people would buy them. It's, ba- I mean, it's it's just like they would, but I would still think that it's ugly. That's fair, <laughs> I I believe that. But there, you know, some people like that. Barnyard looking bullshit, you know, whatever. I mean, it's, it's and like it's to each their own. Yeah. But I, I just think when you're a college student, you're literally just stealing construction equipment <laughs> to use as furniture. It's just not, that's just not a good idea. And your coat on the Bobcat. <laughs> like, it's, it's one step up or one step below, like when you reclaim pallets and make planters out like, of them. Because people, people take barrels and cones and all that shit too. Yeah. And stop signs and, you know. Yeah. I, that. Stupid. A long, long time ago, I worked at these two knuckleheads at an establishment who stole a freeway sign with the, mm-hmm. they, get this, these guys were virgins and they had a club that they called the No Hump Club. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> and they stole one of the, and I've been thinking about this because I, I just saw some today. Um, the, the hazardous signs used to be HC with the bar sinister around them. They changed it to HM for hazardous materials instead of hazardous cargo. They stole one of those signs and put it in their house because they were in the no hump club. So it was HC, mm. but, you know, crossed out. And they never knew how to get rid of it because it's, like, bad. Um, I mean, I suppose there are probably a bunch of, like, knuckleheads that are like, no hardcore or something, you know, like <laughs> Bell and Sebastian fans or something. <laughs> Really, and really. those guys have still not had sex. <laughs> I, it's entirely <laughs> possible. I could go look them up on Facebook. I mean, good for them. You know, it's a lifestyle choice. Um, I just there's, as, long as, there's, as long as they don't do terrorist activities, because that's a thing now. Oh, yeah, they like, became uh, radicalized. The incels is that what they're called? Mm, like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that sounds like so much work. 
Just, <laughs> just, these are angry people. I oh yeah, it it's too much. Um, the, the one that, there's a bender line in this that was perfect. You know which one it is? Yes, <laughs> I do. Oh, its which anus one? looks like an, looks like an asterisk. Yes. <laughs> What it was, was going beautiful. on there? The like, cat's common knowledge, right? I right, mean, but Bender might not have ever seen a cat like that up close. <laughs> and it's like, it just made me think of that, you know, the, every website that does a slideshow of horrible tattoos, and it's the guy who has the cat <laughs> tattooed on his belly where the butthole is his belly button. <laughs> like, that's, that's sort of the epitome of all this stuff. <laughs> Has anybody ever done that at the shop, Tom? Or, like, what's, what's the most distasteful thing you've seen done? Where someone comes in, they like demand, like a just a tattoo. Where you see it, and you're just like, "That's revolting." Uh, I mean, not not too often. No, never. Like I can't think of anything off the top of my head. You know, it's usually what what I'm like is revolting is when you see the same people come in and get the same tattoo off of the same Pinterest site that they just saw. <laughs> so I guess that's kind of Actually, revolting. I heard a story about this. So that, like, obviously you can imagine a situation where a guy comes in and gets a tattoo of like a UPC symbol on his neck or something like that. And will say like the story I heard is the guy said to the tattoo artist, like, have you ever seen this before? And the guy was like, Today? Like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> he thought he was the, uni the unicorn who thought of this brilliant idea, which happens all the time. That's an idea. It's very common, you know? I, yeah. I just, like, I, I, I enjoy getting them, but I don't do it frequently because, like, I need to have a reason. I've got a couple that I'm just like, that was dumb, and I shouldn't have done that. So if I'm going to do it, like, I really want to commit and be, be What was the last it. one you got? The last one I got was the bees on my arm. Uh, you very know. nice. By Eric Kaplan at Voodoo Monkey Tattoo, mm. former guest, Sasquatch enthusiast, uh, soon to be father. Sasquatch enthusiast. Yes. So I heard a rumor that the this is like all the inner Twitter stuff, but that the the original Bigfoot from the '60s is like a, a, a costume in a barn somewhere, like it's hanging in somebody's closet, like like the from the Patterson Gimlin yep, film. Yep. Yep. This that is sounds making, like it's making the round. This like, sounds like, like some Reddit bullshit. <laughs> I don't know. Michelle's got a pretty good bullshit detector for this. Mm, it sounds like bullshit. <laughs> I mean, what's to differentiate that from just a regular old gorilla? So on that mm -hmm. subject, so I'm I'm an older guy. I was I was born yeah. in the '70s, and so I remember the Leonard the Leonard Nimoy in oh, search of terrifying. like in its original run. Yeah, I might have seen it in syndication, but uh, this was like the mid '70s, uh -huh. and I was a little boy. I was like six years old, and I was watching this episode in the afternoon oh. randomly alone, and it was about Bigfoot. It was yeah. in search of Bigfoot. And I was living in New York State at the time. I grew up in New York State. And at, the, at some point in the show, they said, they explained, I think I misunderstood what they were saying. I, they probably said it was in California, but I, yeah. I, I understood it to be Texas. <laughs> so then at this point, so I, my understanding was like this Bigfoot had last been seen in Texas. So I literally, at the age of like six, I was like, how long would it take to walk <laughs> from Texas to New York State? And I think I did a pretty good job estimating. I said it would take a month. Okay. At the age of like six. And then I, then for that month, I was like, I'm in the clear. Like nothing can happen to me. I'm fine. But then a month went by. And at that point, I was like, he might be a block away. Right? <laughs> That's how I, and so even to this day, once, a, twice a year, I'll say, 
Big, is Bigfoot here? Like, I'm not sure. You know? <laughs> that show was very scary. It was terrifying. Yeah. Was I mean, scary. just the themes. Like, it was like that, that early synthesizer, like, boogie. But then it was all, like, the monochrome red and black graphics, yeah. high contrast. And then he'd come in, and he's in his turtlenecks and his blazers and striking very masculine poses. No, no, but nobody, you know, like. I also didn't, I, I think as a child, I think I, I overestimated their sense of authority as a news source. Well, they're, con- they're incredibly manipulative, yeah. and they want to scare <laughs> the fucking shit out of you. But I was like, oh, my God, Bigfoot, is that a thing that's really out there? The like- Lost City of Atlantis. <laughs> exactly. and, and then all of those things would get used on, like, plots for the $6 million man and shit. <laughs> right. So it was all that's like right. oh, I love you that couldn't so parse much. that stuff out because it was all, like, the same... Recycling for for a seven year old in 1977, there was no better entertainment than the Six Million Dollar Man. That was the well, best. And he fought Bigfoot. And he fought Bigfoot <laughs> and the Hulk too, right? Was there a Hulk? I don't know if he fought the Hulk. He probably did. Or maybe Bigfoot fought the Hulk and fought the Six Million Dollar Man, thus putting them all in the same. And universe. the was it was it the uh, the the Bionic Woman fought the Fembots? I think yes. Was the Fembots in her, or her I think series? so. Or was yeah. that just Austin Powers? Because that was no, no. They were fe- definitely Fembots. There's a I real thing. There were scenes where the face was removed and there was like wiring underneath. It was <sighs> quite scary. It was really I've good. married one of those. <laughs> Not currently, but it <laughs> happens. Um, so the whole cat mind control thing. Um, it's just is real. It, it is oh, real. Right. Is it's it an the, actual thing. Is it the toxoplasmosis yes. thing? Mm-hmm. I, uh, oh, right. I, yep. does, is that, okay, so can you explain that? Because I've tried to digest it, and I don't really get how it's supposed to work. It's like a, a pheromone that a cat releases that lulls its prey into, like, a false sense of security. And wow. it, it makes, like, a, the hmm. mouse admire the cat. And that's because of the parasitic bacteria. Yeah, it's it, it's like in cat spit. But wow. it's but it's it's a disease. It's not like a natural thing. Mm. Like there's because like yeah, sort when of. you're it pregnant, is. they tell you not to handle litter boxes because you could get toxoplasmosis. Oh, okay. You know, like the the OBGYN. But it's, it's, it's what people say is is the cause of crazy cat ladies because they they're oh. infected with this cat loving. Toxoplasmosis or whatever. I'm gonna have to research that. Yeah, I, I didn't do. You know, I've I've heard of it and I've read about it before, but not recently. So I think you know. Tom's doodling juggalos on his. Is that a hatchet, man? <laughs> yes, it is. It is. Oh, Tom. <laughs> no, it isn't. I don't know what it is. It looks kind of from here. I mean, I'm all the way across the table. That, but that thing up this there. This guy no kind of looks, like, looks like kind of looks like. He's down with the clown. So this episode was. What, my criticism of the episode is that it was just somebody in the writer's room just unpacked everything that he could think of about cats. I think so. And that's so. the episode. Cats rub up against you and create static electricity. They, like, yarn. Like, I'm surprised they didn't work in, like, a catnip as, like, some kind of illicit drug. I, you know, I think I Egypt want, yeah. had them. Like, it just seemed a they little bit... They did go back to Egypt. They, somebody went to the Wikipedia page for cats, I guarantee you, while writing. Was, Wikite- <laughs> was Wikipedia around too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. For sure. Yes. It goes back to, like... Yeah. I, I mean, I used Wikipedia in high school. <laughs> really? So, you yes. Wanna, you want to confess that in public? 
Well, it I mean, was it was around. Ago. It was yeah. And it was an art school, so I, I mean, it was like a it was an arts high school that right. was haunted. So I'm like, just saying, yes, that's all true. The least of the um, problems is using Wikipedia. Like if you're using, just means I read it. I'm not saying okay, I, okay. I used it as a you didn't resource. I'm it. saying I I, I used I utilized okay. the website when I was that age, which can lead you to primary sources. It's perfectly valid. It, I, I'm that I did. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone should. That's just smart studying. Yes, it's yeah. working smart enough. Yeah, we didn't have that when I was a kid. Well, I just had, we like had the journals on microfiche. We had the card catalog. <laughs> I mean, I I scanned my way through plenty of microfiche. Reader's Guide to Periodical Literature. <laughs> That's a good one. Just the stacks at Ohio State. Well, it's State. weird because at that point, when I was in high school, I didn't have it. Like, cell phones weren't a thing that, like, right. teenagers had still. Right. So, but we had the internet on big giant Dell computers in the <laughs> library. Like it, it existed, you know. You're wired to the world. Yeah. The super information highway is right there. Al Gore invented Al it. Al Gore, indeed. Um, I'm, what is the, I wrote this quote down. I'm pretty sure that when I wrote it down, I was like, I better put some context on this. Totally didn't. <laughs> What's, I'm letting mine down to the bone. Oh, I'm petting mine oh, down to the bone. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. Autocorrect <laughs> fucked me again. That was Zoiberg with the hairless was just, was the cat hairless or did Zoiberg just I, shave it with his claws? It was, a, it was a hair, one of those hairless cats. So I want to bring something up here about Zoidberg. So I, 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 it's already been established. I don't watch the show. And right. I was watching it with some friends of mine who should probably be guests on this show. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get them on the spreadsheet. Uh, and this is when Zoidberg came on, the the, the the guy and the couple said, Zoidberg is just like my comedy bliss. Like, he's just the funniest thing he's in the world. He's very good. He's hardly in this episode at all. Like, I didn't see any of him. So I didn't get to experience this comedic bliss, you know, so. Yeah. So it, tell me about Zoidberg. What makes, what, what makes him so funny? He's just a lovable schlub. Okay, okay. Who's prone to mishaps, terribly underqualified for the job he has as a, as a doctor and surgeon and medical officer for the Planet Express crew. So who's your favorite character sitting here? Which characters do you like the best? Uh, is that even an outbreak? Is that a question? You no, can ask? I I lean towards Zoidberg for sure. Zoidberg. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. I don't even remember. Yeah. Who is who is my favorite character? Not Bender. <laughs> Not Bender. I think it was either Zoidberg or Leela for me. I could go either way. Yeah. Zoidberg, Zoidberg is one of them. Or Leela, if as long as she's not singing or talking right, in right. baby talk. <laughs> Do you ever come down on the fence on this one? Because we, we've asked the question yeah, different. I'm pretty sure my answer last time was Fry, and I think I'm going to stick with Fry. This, this is and, Fry, and I Fry do has, like Leela Fry a lot. Fry uh, passed but... on. He's no longer a character. He was killed. This, is this, well, this they've all been killed multiple <laughs> yeah, times. I mean, it's just, yeah. I mean, Fry was in this. He's just, uh, there's a bunch of retcon and fr- oh, time, okay, like okay. the time stuff at this point. They've yeah. just done the last, the last episode last week, like, they were in a time machine that can only go forward. But it, <laughs> okay. once you get to the end of time, it starts over again. Uh, and I, no spoilers or anything, Martin, <laughs> but let's just say that everything ends, the, the paradox gets solved <laughs> through violence. Um, I do, <laughs> with the, like, why do the cats need that much yarn and cobalt? was nice. Because you don't, you don't see a lot of cobalt in the wild anymore. It's probably, it's toxic, isn't it? No idea. Um, I definitely want a consolidated head melter. <laughs> um, that would come in handy. And then, uh, damn it, see, I, I didn't put this. Please leave before entering. Oh, that was on Katz's office. It was just like, get bent, scrap. Right, right, right. So in that scene, so what, 
there was a, there was a line there I actually couldn't quite figure out, which is, oh, it's one of those dog operated puppets, <laughs> but it's been it's been it's been <laughs> adapted be, yeah. for cat. God, it's like a beautiful non what, what on earth of are they course, talking about? Of course it's a puppet <laughs> operated by dogs. Haven't you seen that before? <laughs> that was, I thought that was a pretty deep joke in a way. It's like a, a thinker. It's a yeah, thinker. it was good. And especially because he just looks like he's stroked out. And then it You're turns right. out like, oh, he's... He wasn't it's real. Not a human being. But he had tenure at this university, which is the other. It's just like, Jesus, like nobody ever checked that out. Like, I have to bring something up here. So we're at the part of the plot where the cat, the conspiracy of the alien cats is yes. revealed, right? Yes. Has anybody here seen the cat from outer space? No. Uh, is that, or all of those mid-60s Disney movies get very mashed up in my head. Yep. This is a little later. It's a is 70s. Is it different than That Darn Cat? Is the That Darn Cat yeah, the cat from out of space? They're two separate cats? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty it's sure. It's not a this universe. Is the, the late 70s, 1978. I saw it in the theater myself as okay. a child. Was I, it a re, uh, uh, revival? No, no. It was a uh, new this movie. Is a, okay. New movie. Um, I actually went took the trouble and I found a preview today and looked at it. Yeah. In the movie, our two actors from MASH are in the movie. Really? McLean Stevenson is one of the main actors in the movie. Really? And Harry Morgan is as well. And Harry Morgan is playing a military man who hollers out all of his lines like he's always yelling. Like, <laughs> horse hockey and stuff. Yeah. yeah like, so the, um, when I was eight years old, the movie is 78, so yeah. I would have been eight. Uh, the, I saw the movie with my mom and... A, f- a friend of hers and her children okay. in an empty theater. Surprisingly <laughs> enough, the theater was empty, <laughs> except for we were, we were all was sitting Was it a matinee front. or something? Though? I no, mean, like evening, definitely an evening showing. But here's the thing. This is like my education into the world of drugs. In the back of the room were, were either a couple of other two guys or a guy and a girl. Yeah. And they were laughing their heads off at absolutely everything, <laughs> right? Whether it was funny or not. And I remember, I literally remember like bitching about them on the way to the parking lot saying those guys like they were kind of ruining everything by being jerks and being loud and yelling and then like five years later i was like in my teens and i was like oh <laughs> they were enjoying that movie like yeah. they were seeing it the way it was meant to exactly be seen, right like, exactly yeah all right. that like the escape from which mountains and all of that There's, see, that's yeah exactly and, that and kind of movie i'm trying i mean like i had hours and hours of that Logged, but I think it was all like Saturday afternoon superhost yeah. or John Lanigan prize movie type stuff. Where my understanding is that the the spaceship in this episode was modeled after the spaceship in that, the Cat from Outer Space. Huh? Yeah. So this this episode is uh, you know very rich in their referencing and right? and presaged the pink pussy hats because yes. it's got the same yes. shape and color as the hats that we use to I resist. I thought them. of that. It's uh. Knitters, cats, cat ladies, <laughs> it all goes together. Uh, toxy, what is it called? Toxoplasmosis. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. Um, Are you I, saying that feminism is a result of toxoplasmosis? I just want to be clear. Well, <laughs> Alex Jones probably says it is. So whether I believe that or not, and just categorically let me say that I don't, there's probably a good 30 to 40% of our population that does because we're <laughs> fucked. Yeah. And just, it's all, we're off the cliff it's at this Better point. not not even mention it. Let's just yeah, I mean, on. like, we're going to get lumped. We'll get, like, 10,000 new followers. He's like, they're on the conspiracy. I've actually instituted a policy. I sometimes... Uh, with my dorky friends, we have uh, hangouts, like with vinyl hangouts. We're yeah. LPs. And I literally have instituted policy, like no politics. Like we're going to have oh. a two hours of a politics-free zone. Nobody talks about politics. Does it work? Politics. Yeah. They stick to it. Yeah. I, 
Oh God, we can't even do that on here, and we're not even an explicitly political thing. It's just right. like it's hard. You it's breathe hard. and go. But Fuck. You know, basically, I just as soon as tempers, somebody begins to be outraged about something, and it actually happened in the last one. Somebody was irritated about about the whole McCain thing with yeah. the flag, and I was like, I let him speak for thirty seconds, and I was like, okay, we're done with this politics. Yeah, time out. Now we're going to talk about ELO or whatever. Oh. Like, you know, so, yeah. <laughs> and it works. Nobody, everybody's always worn out. They're Everybody worn can out get pissed it. off about Jeff Lynn <laughs> instead of what's going on in the news. And his hair, for God's sakes. <laughs> um, I want to eat a free-range chicken salmon. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> the that chicken great. salmon roamed that, free. That, that looked... to me, is like core Simpsons Futurama humor. Like oh, that, yeah. That's just a really... Really good joke. But like, I, so would it be fishy tasting chicken, <laughs> or would it be I think it's uh, fish with the consistency of chicken? I just think it's salmon. It just would be salmon, mm. but it just like runs around. You with can that, I don't know. No, I don't like, know. Yeah. You, well, chicken. It's it's a joke about chicken salmon flavored cat food. Yeah. Oh yeah. Chicken oh. and salmon. So it's it's chicken and salmon. It's both. Yeah. It's an animal That's that brilliant. is both. But can, like, it's so, both. Well, all right. <laughs> it's not like a chicken breast and a salmon head. No, it's I know. Like, I know. That's what I mean. Is it's like wow. So could we manufacture that between your sous vide and the instant pot and the air fryer? Could we like create like a chicken salmon, salmon chicken I, wings? I made. I actually sous vide did some crab today. For what did dinner. you? Yeah, I saw that you had to weigh it down though. Did you solve that problem? Yes, I just used a small pot lid. I wasn't sure if I had one that was small enough to fit, but then I got a different giant oh. pot from um, the. I forgot that was under the cabinet there under the, the the counter in the cabinet so it uh it fit and it worked great and well, the crab was delicious be, between like the two of us we have like a pretty well stocked kitchen appliance thing that oh, yeah. you know with the bits and pieces but i'm trying to experiment still i just like i wonder if oh my next experiment is going to be sous vide pork belly oh Ooh, I which see, yeah. which you still have to put in the oven afterward because that skin's going to get you gotta weird yeah unless you roast it at the end or well, fry it i watched i was watching that's what i did friday night i didn't go out on friday night i watched like youtube videos <laughs> about cooking pork belly for two hours <laughs> i am not kidding that sounds super productive and then oh shit has anybody here been like watched the netflix series uh is it called crazy delicious ugly delicious ugly delicious i've oh, yeah, seen yeah. it but i have not it's, watched it's, it it's one of my favorite shows like the, keeps popping up in my the uh, when I watched it, I was very impressed with the that show's will to educate. Like that show is like hell bent on making you learn, like just well, bringing see, you yeah, information. You're getting into my whole wheelhouse now. Yeah. That's I mean, it was David Chang and Peter uh, Peter Meehan yep. who did Lucky Peach magazine, right? And I got every episode or every issue of it upstairs. I'm obsessed really? with it now. Oh. Mind of a Chef on PBS was originally the kind of companion television show to that. So a lot of those oh. early episodes, you can see like the same interview being filmed that's in the oh, thing. interesting. But they, they spun off and did their own thing. They they put the magazine down last year. Uh -huh. um, but, like, I, I'm just, I am a Chang. And I have to indulge in a shout-out here back. because I was enjoying Ugly Delicious so much, and I noticed in the credits there was one of the producer's names is uh, Eddie Schmidt, and I went to a college with a guy named Eddie Schmidt who was kind yeah. of, he was kind of a hilarious guy, actually. And then I was, like, looked him up, and I was like, oh, same guy. I reached really? out on Twitter. And we're now friended on Twitter and everything, so I was very proud of him oh, for uh, for doing cool. that. Yeah, and, let's... But, but I'm segueing to something else, which is that a couple months ago in May, I went to New York City, yeah. and I made a point. Because of that TV series inspired me, so I was like, I'm going to Momofuku. 
and oh. I had an absolutely lovely and not terribly expensive so lunch. Which which was, Momofuku, Martin? Because again, original, this is the original. This is the granddaddy of digressions for me. I believe it's called <laughs> Ko. It's the first one. The first one, I think it is. Momofuku Noodle Bar is the first one. Okay. Momofuku Sambar, I think, is the second. Momofuku Ko is, I think that's his high-end chef's seating table. probably Noodle Bar. I think I made a point of going to Noodle Bar. It was really nice. There's also yeah. Fuku, which is like a hate-free Chick-fil-A. Uh, it's just chicken sandwiches and french fries, and it's fucking delicious. That's even cheaper mm. than Noodle Bar. Then there's the Milk well, Bar chain. How do you save money at this place? You, what you do is you get two orders of the uh, buns, yeah. and you go with somebody, and you split them, so you have one of each. Oh, for sure. And that's like your fault. Like it's, they're, 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 they're hefty. They're quite good. It's, it's, it's all, yeah. I mean, then there's, there's uh, oh, shit, it's called Daishi or Daisho, which is over in Chelsea. I've... I've gone to almost all of them uh, in New York, but then he's got a Momofuku noodle bar in Las Vegas, in the Cosmopolitan. Yes. There's a three-story Momofuku complex in Toronto that I've been... I'm going to L.A. in a little bit, and there's a new... <laughs> there's one called Major Domo that he just opened up there. I'm like, oh, I'm so excited. I was very... I, it was the first time I'd ever been to one of his things, and we were treated, you know, beautifully by the sort of Mater D, and, yeah. like, it was a very, very pleasurable experience. That so, was... I, yeah. I, uh, I had dinner at Sambar on my 40th birthday, Ooh. which was the same night I saw uh, Bob Mould play at City Winery, wow. and then I got ripped off by a street hustler in Times Square. So... Oh, whoops. Wow. And my cousin disappeared... Uh, off, he jumped off the subway hmm. and didn't tell us where he was going and then showed up at 3 in the M at his, at his house because that's where we were staying. Like, he gave us a key and then, like, vanished and came back. He's like, dude, this is some money I can pay the cab driver with. I'm like, fuck. Like, it was, it was an adventure the whole day. It was pretty great. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we can talk about Fuku more you, uh, off mic. I'm a fan, but I'm, I'm more of a novice. Like. <laughs> uh, the fact that they call all the pyramids the semi-octahedrons is <laughs> just another, like a semi-octahedral antenna was so just dumb nerd stuff, <laughs> especially when they had them on both ends. Like they had prepared it by having right. the pyramids on both sides. Um, pyramid energy was another thing in the 70s, like the pyramid power. Oh, of course you're right. Like it's all new new age. You stick yeah, your bananas under age. a wire pyramid and they'll stay fresh forever, man. Mm -hmm. Is that really a thing? Yes. Oh my God, I love it. Yeah, it just... Like yeah, so you'd get hats shaped like pyramids, and they'd like preserve your energy and like a dunce cap, except except square. <laughs> That's conical. Less, less conical. That's conical. Yeah, it's still if you look at it from one angle. I don't know if they taught you <laughs> geometry at that art high school. Yeah, they did. <laughs> what does an artist have to do geometry with shapes? For poets. I went all the way to pre-calculus. Thank you. Ooh. That's At my dumb art school that was <laughs> actually for smart kids, and I it was know. very academically I focused. Know. So, like, yes, they taught us math. Come just, on. Look, I, I, I tend to drop out of an all-boys Catholic school because I couldn't hack it. Like, I, I get it. I'm just, you know, it's an easy trope. Sorry. <laughs> um, they had a reference to the McDLT. Yeah, very nice. Again, very 80s. Mm -hmm. Which uh, They just got that commercial on their planet. I, I looked yeah. up the Big DLT for the purposes of this podcast. It, the Big DLT lasted a little longer than you might remember. 84 to 90. Like, you could really? find... Really? Like, Kurt Cobain was... Like, had released a well-known record when the Big DLT was, like, a thing. Still. Really? Yep, it lasted six years. Yeah. It weird? was basically just an excuse to have more packaging. Yeah, a lot of styrofoam. <clears throat> a lot of styrofoam. Yeah, because you yep. got what? Like, they kept the lettuce and the tomatoes separate. <laughs> yep. you, had, yep. you had the rough, the top of the bun with the, the, you know, veggies on it. Right. And the bottom of the bun with the meat and the cheese. And then when you open it up, you could assemble it yourself. <laughs> right. 
so that it wouldn't fuck up the lettuce and this tomatoes. This is a classic example of like solving a problem nobody ever had. Right? <laughs> well, and if they had ever had a big Buford back, then they'd understand that having everything mashed up and sloppy together is what makes it truly magical. Yep. I mean, like McDonald's had bigger problems than wilted <laughs> lettuce at that point. They still do. Yeah. Um, but it's it's weird because even then, that was so. If this came out in 2010, that was a 20 year old reference at the. Oh yeah. At the yeah, earliest. Yeah, even at the at the least. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then they they had the big can of mechanically separated mouse meat. <laughs> Which, oh, I didn't notice that. I like that. The the cat food the that they can. opened to draw them the all can, in sure. to rub on it, like. Like you, I can probably go into the kitchen and get a can of something with mechanically separated chicken or something in there. In it, I mean, that's just that's basically what happened at rendition sites. This uh, this episode is not long on uh, sight gags. I did enjoy the little balancing, the physics departments on a oh on a scale. With the, on the on the uh, and then the little the, the little the little timing of the little like like it just creaks slightly. <laughs> like I thought that was very well executed. It must. I mean, even something like that, like. The plumbing and stuff. That's a pretty <laughs> miraculous feat because it'll have to come up through that fulcrum and then spread out. I don't know. It's like architecture can be cool if they make it work. Um, the uh, the part where Nibbler and the cats get into a cute off. Yes. <laughs> Nibbler's in his official naval uniform. Dancing. Yeah, he's Dancing. very upset about that uniform. But then, and Mr. Winkles smudge, smudge, dance with each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, just hypnotize everybody the, back. The, so the, 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 the hypnotized uh, humans and robots and whatever are represented with, this, with the enlarged pupils, right? Yeah. Which I associate with true blood, right? Did you, anybody see true blood? Yeah, yeah. I watched There's that. A, you know, and I, I think since then, since that might have been the first one to do it, but like, is that sort of a trope since then? Did like, they do that on that one, or it, did they go full two. black? Oh, you know what? They did. It was there. They had full black eyes. That's what it, was it was the main ad season, yeah. season three, okay. I think, yeah. with two, Lucy Lawless. Two, two. two. Yeah. I couldn't remember if it was two with, or three. I, um, no, it wasn't Lucy Lawless. It was somebody else. But she was Lucy Lawless was in Ash versus Evil Dead. That's what you were thinking <laughs> about. No shit. Who was? It was. Um, no, it's not Lucy Lawless. She was one of the captains on um, Battlestar Galactica. Never seen Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta find her name now. That she was. was you know what I'm talking good. about? I don't remember that actress's name. That was the played the main ad. Yeah, I can't remember what her name. That's is. one of my favorite seasons of TV, like uh, ever, like season two, when when they like just fucked that town up so bad, like. It, I just really loved it. It got so... Um, I also read the books, which I hate uh, to admit, nice. but I did. I read all I like 12 of them or however many there are. <laughs> there, really? There's that many? Yeah. yeah. There was a whole series. Yeah, of yeah, it. Was yeah, it, yeah. It was a Suki Stackhouse yes. Yes. murders yeah, or yeah. something. Yep. Hey, did you ever read Dexter or watch Dexter? I watched Dexter, did not read Dexter. Okay. I read some of the Dexters to a point. Um, he talks a lot about sandwiches, which I'm... <laughs> Dexter likes Cuban sandwiches, so he's, I can get behind he's that. Probably for sure. into David Chang. Yeah, almost yeah. Certainly. Oh, I almost certainly. I mean, the author of the books. Like. Um, <laughs> come on, uh, the, the 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 actress's name is Michelle Forbes. Yes, that's I. That she, she was great. She was really. She good was in um, the Hunger Games: Mockingjay Part Two. She was Ooh. in Orphan Black. Uh, the killing disconnected. Come on, True Blood. 
the killing. She was definitely in the she killing. She was on Lost, Battlestar Galactica. She was she was Admiral Helena Kane. Oh yes. That's so, yeah, who no she was. Lu- I didn't Lu- know what her No Lucy Lawless real name was. Yeah. She, well she looks like Lucy Lawless. She was also in, in uh California with a K. Oh really? With David Duchovny and Brad Pitt. Right. Um way 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 back well, quite a while ago she was the intense goth girlfriend detective murderer <laughs> i don't remember i always get them mixed up in, my in wit california california with, a, with k. a k oh it's like a 90s serial murder noir goth thing with david duchovny like it was one it was supposed to be like one of is his... it called california with a k no. or is it no it's no. called california, california but it's spelled okay with a k. correct yeah okay not to be Juliet confused Lewis. with Californication, which also, which also has, has David Duchovny in it wow. and is quite good. To a point. Where did you t- did you watch the whole thing? Whole thing. You don't feel like it fell off at any point? I think it got through four or five seasons mm. like eh, like well, at the time that I watched it, yeah. the final season had just ended. Okay. So I binged it start to finish nice. and like when I watched the last episode it had like just Okay. Like been added to Netflix, I think. It uh I it, I it just really stretched the uh the suspension of disbelief at a certain point, but <laughs> Well, the know. whole series I think does that. I mean, but, isn't it just know. a fictionalized version of his life basically though? It's Bukowski mm. or something, or like what? I don't know what the. Uh, I think of whose life? Not not Duchovny. Yeah, really? no, uh, no, it's not that much like David Duchovny. It's it's. I mean, the character it has similarities. To I think David they Duchovny converge as the seasons life. go on. Ah. maybe not from the beginning. Well, I don't or, think David Duchovny ever was embroiled in like statutory rape lawsuits and no, stuff. Like no, no, his character was, but yeah, I mean, he's David Duchovny is like a sex addict. Yeah. Or he was, or, or I mean, I think that's bullshit, but I don't really want to get into that right now yeah, could, on our on our Futurama podcast. Right. But uh, we'll, we'll just turn it into <laughs> you made it weird and talk about him and, and, and therapist him from uh, from a, from afar. We'll do our armchair therapy. Did um, so when the Earth stopped, I liked that everything kind of jumped i mean because we were all moving at like sixteen thousand yeah. miles an hour the, the eiffel tower flew off to the right and then big ben <laughs> landed where the eiffel tower was and then the statue of liberty smashed big ben yeah yeah that was awesome we we, <laughs> we skipped the whole part where they were talking about the planet uh thubian yeah i was wondering right. if that's a reference to something i Thuban don't think so i Thuban, couldn't figure it out yeah. either and where all the cats on the one side are freezing and the other ones, and the other are, roasting. ones are roasting. Mm-hmm. That's well, the whole so, reason why they're doing... So that brings up something else, which is that this episode's about climate change, right? I mean, you know... Yeah, there's one that's more specifically about climate change oh, really? um, that we already did. Uh, I think it's a recurring theme. I mean, it's not like the problem has gone away. No, certainly, fact, not. Yeah. certainly not. It's almost become exacerbated, but... Uh, you know, the, th- the fun thing about this show that's been off the air for ages and was canceled twice is that a lot of the thematic stuff is just still relevant today because <laughs> we don't fix problems ever. <clears throat> um, the, uh, the energy transfer graphics between the two planets, though, yeah. that mm-hmm. was pretty. That was one of those, like, nice... Um, Every once in a while, they'll splurge on graphics. Right. And maybe that's why the episode was shorter. They're like, we're going to spend more of the budget on this. And then we had to do it. See, he's hypnotizing you. He is not. He's, he's my friend. Oh, take him with you, please. 
This one, she's a tease. She acts like she doesn't like me, and then when no one else is around, she'd be like, here's my belly, just pat it. And, <laughs> and then they look at her, I'm like, you're dumb. I tell her she's dumb to her face. It was face. very good of you to... They know to, we're to, talking to like, about their kind. Yeah. <laughs> it was very good of you to uh, import these cats for this episode only. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to feed them to the coyotes outside, really. That's that's what I'm trying to, to do. Um, All my was, cats are dying, so... Well, look, I, have, I can swap them out. I have, oh, have drop-in replacements. I have, I have plenty of drop-in replacements after this. So. Are you a crazy cat lady? I'm not a crazy cat lady. <laughs> you many, have like 18 have? pets, though. Between myself and my fiance, we have nine cats. So I, I but they are not together. They're not together in what sense? No, like we have four. Three of that them we are live divorced. With, and then there's another five that are at uh, her uh-huh. parents' house. So I read a reference quite recently claiming to purport that the threshold for crazy cat status is four. If you have four cats, like, I think maybe, like, civic bodies will begin to, or something. Like, something will They'll happen. start keeping an eye on yeah, you? Yeah, something like that. Really? The Gestapo? So the, the categorization of some kind, or maybe it's a mental health thing or something, but, yeah. It's, you know, it's hoarding living things is what it is, <laughs> basically. I mean, really only, only one, four. two of them are mine. The other two of them, like, just kind of appeared. Oh yeah, I, are they outside cats? No, I, no, I no. would They're, put the I same. Had, I took them in when other people couldn't. I put the keep same scrutiny anymore. on people that have four or more kids. I mean, like <laughs> it's just at a certain point, like, are you a crazy kid, lady? <laughs> <laughs> They're, They're oh, out there. They, yeah, oh they yes, are. they are. <laughs> Yes, they are. You just have to go to Walmart. You'll see some. You don't have to go to Walmart. There's several. <laughs> That's a good there's place. Several mega churches out there that you can go to as well. I mean, it, it's it's well done. I'm from the East Coast. I'm not familiar with mega churches. <laughs> that sounds I'm like barely. Oh, you got you got some research to do. That sounds like an article for your yeah. for your stuff. Um, so they all wake up eventually. Now that the year's done, the cats have stolen the energy, and then Bender is like, "Why am I filled with sand and tootsie rolls?" <laughs> <laughs> it's poop. I know it's ooh. Oh my god, I totally missed that. That's disgusting. Yeah, it really is. And then, then uh everything's burning. But like how has there been any like is this Neil deGrasse Tyson have a <laughs> uh position on what would happen if the Earth's rotation stopped? Like how long it would it take for everything to get fucked? It or is would, that things just things wouldn't last very long, I like, think. Uh, I wonder if anyone has asked him that question. Possible. I mean, I'm not gonna like pay for his Patreon to what to do a cosmic query, but oh, if if someone who listens does shit up, couldn't he? (laughs) He has a lot of power. He does. He wouldn't though. That's the thing. Yeah, that's why we love him. He wouldn't just make some shit up. He would actually figure it out. Yes. What if he's (laughs) what if he's super sinister and at the core (laughs) of his whole thing is that he's just like. He's, now that you mention it, he does sort of seem like a Futurama character a bit. I, did he ever make it on the show, or was his whole arc after everything was done? Because he seems no, right he's been for famous it. for a, a bit. I, yeah, I don't after. think he was ever on it. Okay. Um, I did like the sweaty Zoidberg when, <laughs> when everything, when the sun, you know, the Earth was stopped, and he's just like, he's melting. Like just to see the the sweaty, flabby Zoidberg, it it oh. it made me feel good. If the Earth stopped spinning suddenly, the atmosphere would still be in motion with the Earth's original 1,100-mile-per-hour rotation speed at the equator. This means rocks, topsoil, trees, building your pet do- dog, and so on would be swept away in the atmosphere. Holy shit. Yeah. 
Oh my god! It's not likely to be good. No, it's that's like it would also get rid of all the cats, which you seem to want. I don't. This is I. I feel like I need to state this position over and over because I am, at this point, renowned for hating cats. <laughs> I don't hate cats. I hate these three cats. Oh, uh, okay. That I'm forced to to support because they're ingrates. <laughs> They're cats. The one that Michelle's calling her friend hisses at me if I come within three feet of it. Because he knows that you don't like him. Why, and why? Because he's he's hostile. He's hostile. And then I'll turn around. And he's like, "Hi, here's it's this nice sofa you just bought." Friendship. <laughs> friendship's a two way street, Pete. I pay for food, <laughs> lodging, waste disposal. He he sits in that cat bed in front of the window right there that all day long like a lazy piece he's of shit. Long. He's I'm a good old man. <laughs> I'm upstairs go. right here he's working. He's never once hissed at me or yeah. or bitten me or he been will. Mean. He, he won't. Will. He, he so won't. You, I pet him every time I'm here, and no, he's no, my no, forehead no. kisses. Would have been very useful in this episode because you wouldn't have been hypnotized so quickly. I no no. I'd be like Amy and just like n- n- stay yeah. away. I mean, I think at a, at a certain point I did have allergies to cats, and I think I still do. Uh, that just means I cough all night when I'm trying to sleep, which affects my mental health in general. But I, the cats are here, and I'm just suffering. So that that's that. Uh, apparently, by the way, I did some Googling. Yeah. And uh, the only time Neil deGrasse Tyson has ever discussed the Earth rotating the wrong way, it was when he was on The Daily Show, because the Earth that was on the intro back when John Stewart uh, hosted was rotating the wrong way and he brought thing. it up he brought it up and, and yelled at John Stewart very for having a typical thing for him to get upset about yeah <laughs> i feel like did the onion do a joke recently about him getting mad about a commercial or something that is up there was something i'm sure this, yeah it was funny whatever it was it's so on it's, brand for him yeah, yeah he loves doing that so he talks about it on uh, star talk like anytime there's space shit in a movie yeah. or on tv he'll somebody will ask him about it and then he you know, yeah, it's sort comments of on what's right or wrong. And he said, I think it was the the Martian he said was like probably one of the best and right. more accurate. Yeah. That's about what like, I would imagine. A, like the science in that movie is like it's, it's airtight. Like on yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to grow potatoes and shit right off. Is back. that the we lost Matt Damon on Mars? <laughs> yeah, movie? that one. And he grows potatoes. Which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's it pretty good. good I read yeah. it's a good book. Which surprisingly has also. Donald Glover in it. It's like, oh, there's Donald Glover's in this movie. What yeah. what doesn't have him the in it? The book's pretty good. And then it's a what's the author's name? Andy Weir, I think is his name. Okay. Also, his new book is called Artemis, and it's about uh moon colonies, and it's oh. also good, and you should read it. I'll it's not a movie, but it's a book. It'll probably be a movie based on the success probably. of The Martian. Probably. It's really good. They'll change the name into something to make it. I'll just call it like Moon Colonies, <laughs> just to just to make it palatable for Middle America. Right. Um, the so anyway, they build. They or was it was it the professor that said you can't just know something by assembling a committee of words. <laughs> <laughs> I've got it. I'll assemble your committee. Yeah. Um, so they they build Amy's. They turn Amy's machine. Basically, it's the same fix for everything last week. Mm-hmm. They couldn't turn it backwards. So they just keep turning it forwards and everything restarts and then it starts going the other way. Oh, the time it. travel episode that yeah. you mentioned, right? right. Yeah, I love yeah. it. He's like, but it will spin the wrong way. And she's, she's like, like so? who cares? So, <laughs> But uh, th- this brings up something, which is that, you know, I found the episode sort of so-so, but the last line I think is like almost immortal. Like which the whole, the, the sun sets in the east. 
right? Oh, right, So the right. entire episode is leading up to that line. I thought that was kind of almost deep. Like, it was just very, like, thorough kind of capper to this episode. They know? couldn't let that go. No, that's true. I mean, that's true. I mean, like, it, it all ends well. You get to see Nibbler dance in his naval uniform, <laughs> and then Amy gets her PhD because it turns out she was right. She, I mean, she was basically stolen in the horrible... Yeah. Uh, higher but ed. Wernstrom still begrudgingly gives her his PhD in applied physics. Like, even though she just <laughs> saved the fucking world, <laughs> Professor Wernstrom is still such a huge dick that he yeah. doesn't want to give this young female scientist her PhD. Well, she's not Chinese, so he's already... But she is Chinese, though. Wait a second, because all of his grad students were Chinese. She's Martian. But of Chinese descent. Yeah, and that was also Mars University, so... yeah. Which is a, a, a big pulsating brain is a horrible thing to waste. Yes. Right? It used to say knowledge breeds fear. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a couch gag type nice. thing where every time they zoom in on it, it shows some nice. other thing. But I think, I think that was a news time. I mean, basically, Amy's parents own Mars. Oh, okay. And Mars University is just sort of endowed by them anyway. So I, I, I'm surprised that she had to go through the whole rigorum role. Oh, that's kind of clever. It's like, it makes you think, like, how could she not have a degree or something like that? Like, yeah. It's pretty good. Well, it's an advanced physics It requires PhD. prior knowledge. I of got the mine character. in three years. I don't know what she was doing. <laughs> yeah, but was... You're a man. You were not exploited by an <laughs> older white male. Yeah, you, you were exploiting younger students of color, Tom, to make them write your papers for you and whatnot. This is how you deoxidize a linear fader with, uh, with, with deoxid, mm. right? You just squirt it in and... What? <laughs> I'm talking about uh, mixing board maintenance. Oh. Like you oh. spray deoxid in there and move your faders and twist the knobs to make sure everything stays good, right? Yes. Yeah, see? You don't even have to do that. You just need to move them. See? He's got the degree. I want to spray extra chemicals on it. You can off deoxid. Just saying. Anyway, uh, that was... we. I mean, we did that at a good clip, even with our... I mean, I kind of want to just talk about Momofuku now. Because <laughs> we didn't even really get into Milk Bar, and that's a whole other thing. Yeah. I don't know anything <clears throat> about Milk Bar. Oh, there's there's stories about that. <laughs> I'll tell you off mic. Um, well, thank you for coming on again. Oh, you're very it's, welcome. It's, I had a blast. Well, I mean, we've, we've got... This is about 60 episodes left, apparently, so we'll have to get you before that. It's <laughs> about 50, 54 now. Oh, That's good, because I just go. renewed the uh, slurmcast.com for another two years. All, All right. right. <laughs> Hear that, guys? Slurmcast.com. That's, that's a lot of filler to meet those 100 and, 104 <laughs> weeks. Splurge for the five-year plan next time. Yeah, well. It's, it shows a lack of confidence in the we, whole enterprise. We had zero confidence in this when we started it. And now we have... 15% confidence? <laughs> I mean... Got plenty yeah. of confidence. Yeah, we got zero dollars, but plenty of confidence. It's it's good. The people that like it, like it. And then... That's all that counts. The people that don't leave reviews. That, you just described the internet. <laughs> exactly. It's like if you're a furry, you can find other furries. You know, if you like Slurmcast, you can find Slurmcast. Oh, that seems so... <laughs> Isn't that the slogan of the show? With, uh, About the furries? What the fuck? <laughs> it could be. I mean, we could we could pull out like you know how sometimes well they change the, the tagline on the show every week with whatever. I mean, mm -hmm. this is for no reason. I think I might have asked this the last time I was on. So why is there a uh, obviously intentional misspelling in the slogan in the graphic? It's from an episode. It's from an yeah, episode. It's, it's, it's a reference. Big, yeah, it's a yeah. reference. That it, I I mean, it took a hundred some <laughs> episodes for me to 
uh, well, not, I mean, this is episode 91, so not 100 <laughs> some, but probably about 60 before we got to it. So I didn't, oh, nice. I didn't know until like well into season oh, five or you're something. Oh, you're like me. You're watching. Just, I, I watch it as we go because <laughs> I can't. I can't retain anything anymore. My steel trap is rusted. Right. It's bad. It'll happen to you guys, too. So that was a big moment. You were like, oh, my God. I'm like, now it all makes sense. <laughs> and we, we just, I thought we just really liked raisins. Yeah, <laughs> and I do. Golden raisins are it's delicious. It's not even spelled the same way, but I know, but we could have been spelled wrong. I mean, like, it's a homonym. So And now I'm leaving for no, no raisin. No raisin. Yep. Oh, it was... It got very Rod Serling-esque in that, nice. that episode. So um, what all do you have going on these days? Who, me? Oh, yeah. I'm just uh, editing my books, writing for the internet occasionally. But, uh, on DangerousMinds.net? That, that's correct, DangerousMinds.net. What was the most recent piece you published on there? I actually published a super interesting one. The, the dirty little secret here is that I don't, Many of my posts don't require a great deal of work. They're like, <laughs> they sort of, I have to churn a lot of them out. And, uh, uh, but this last one I put up was a bit of an exception where it involved an interview with a, very, a noted uh, surrealist artist from the 70s named uh, Penelope or Penny Slinger. Oh, I saw that and come up. I haven't read it yet. She's kind of, kind of amazing. And she's got this interesting quality, com combination of qualities of being um, unbelievably gifted and... Uh, 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 worthy of great renown and yet escaped great renown. She should have been like Andy War Warhol level famous and somehow that never happened. So now we're in 2018 and yeah. a lot of her work involves photo collage and uh, sculpture and this and that. And, and a lot of it's sexual and very, it's a little bit upsetting or whatever. Like they're, they, they, they're, they get, they get to you. Yeah. And for some reason, nobody knows who she is. And it's very, it's, so I interviewed her and oh, cool. she was <laughs> super awesome. And, and like, there's a movie about her, uh, that has been made a documentary, but it's not it's not been picked up for distribution yet. Um, and where's she based out of? Uh, she's English originally, but she currently lives in the Los Angeles area. Okay, yeah. So yeah, Penny Slinger. I'm I'm kind of proud of that one. It's a long interview. Um, yeah, go seek her out. She's great. I just I I just saw that come up through the feed a couple yeah. of days ago because yeah. I mean like the dangerous mind stuff comes up, but you write for him and Ron writes for him, and there's right. other people that contribute stuff here and there. So Correct. it's just like, you know, like you can kind of pick out. So there's somebody. There's maybe a couple people who are just like, here's the weirdest erotic art you've never seen <laughs> exactly. with Japanese tentacle murder porn. <laughs> and then, like, there will be something that comes up from, like, this is Einstein's night button. And then it's like, right. well, there's Ron. But then, like, <laughs> I, you did the one on on the uh, the kimonos of Russell Mayle, I think, right? Oh, did I? With somebody did. I, I do sparks a fair amount because I, th yeah. I I just think they're lovable. I, don't, like, oh. I know you're obsessed with them. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, I haven't quite penetrated the like the the music I, I i think of them more as cartoon characters like I, the music hasn't quite gotten me yet we'll, we'll, talk. Yeah. we'll talk yeah but that i saw i, I have to go back and read that one too because now, now i want to find that box set my main friends in la are huge sparks fans and they've been pushing the sparks on me forever oh, and they oh. saw them like last year like really i did recently. too oh they're amazing uh, yeah. amazing there's a, it's a, again i i should start a podcast about how much i love sparks because i could one. alienate everyone <laughs> In my entire life, and uh, just to be, be in a dark room, just being Ryan Russell on the panel is fantastic. They're amazing. Um, well, fantastic. So, anyway, yeah. So, uh, we we uh, can be found at slurmcast.com, where we have all of our episodes for the next two our, years. For the next two years, we have links oh, to yeah. our T Public shop. Did you find something good? No, Are I'm you? just saying. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
Okay, I thought you were like researching. Maybe it's Penny Slinger. No, you're like, ooh. I mean, I'm gonna, but um, we can email us at slurmcastpod at gmail You can find us at Twitter and Instagram at slurmcastpod. We're on Facebook. You can rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, tell us, I don't know, tell me what what other misinformation I've been propagating for however long, but be clear about it because we really didn't understand what that Frank Welker thing was until tonight. <laughs> um, to, to, you can call and text us at 216-438-1077. I think that's everything. Mm, right? Rate, review. Yeah. ITunes. Yep, that's everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's We're a little rusty. Cats. It's been a while. Anyway, yeah, uh, go go adopt a cat. Adopt mine for all I care. And I, just, I get three. But make sure you spay and, or neuter them. Or just put them Actually, on the Actually, you know pill. what? Everyone tonight, go out and trap all your stray cats in your neighborhood, get them spayed and neutered, and then release them. That's your homework. That's your homework. Why report back next week. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.